like you know what i can't change the past i can't go back and do this differently i'm just gonna take all the lessons and leave the story and focus on my well-being and focus on really tapping into my true self you know and figuring out what success really means for fente what it means for me you know instead of having it so externalized you know and yeah that's what i've just been focusing on and ever since i did that i made that promise and commitment to myself creatively i think i'm making the best music ladies and gentlemen welcome to golden generation podcast i'm your host the nature boy and we are so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to our podcast we honestly love you guys each week we're dedicated to bringing you guys the best talent that's out there but most importantly trying to give you guys some much needed inspiration motivation and value to any of you who are looking to enter the business world the creative world or the sports world today we have an exciting episode lined up for you we have a creative genius a well acclaimed artist a truly talented musician and someone who is such a gem of a soul today we brought on fence we had a lovely conversation around her ep getting it together we talk about the true self following your calling her creative journey and so much more this is the first installment of a three part episode and just a fun fact this is actually fancy's first time being on a podcast so we are honestly so honored to have been given this this privilege so without any more further delays so butobi drop that beat and let's go to the moon space like this view is amazing my view is just impeccable right now i just <laughs> feel at home like i love holding space in nature so awesome yeah <laughs> so like what have you been been up to lately um yo what have i been up to i think i've shifted a lot after the drop of the ep in may mm-hmm. i shifted a lot of my focus on wellness versus purpose versus pushing purpose or chasing purpose I shifted a lot of my focus on wellness and my well-being because I started getting wrapped up in a lot of my I guess false ego versus my true self 
energy and I wasn't feeling good I wasn't in the greatest space space and it was reflecting creatively as well and my goals were starting to look very blurry and very tainted not mine I, I was very much having an existential crisis after the EP dropped and also I was hitting mental and physical I guess in the physical realm the 3d realm the one that we live in blocks um, because I wasn't hitting the goals that I expected to or that I wanted to you know so I was riddled with a lot of self-doubt a lot of questions a lot of um, should I even be doing this I should have done this I should have done that I'm going back going back going back and I'm just like you know what I got to the point where I'm like you know what I can't change the past I can't go back and do this differently I'm just gonna take all the lessons and leave the story and focus on my well-being and focus on really tapping into my true self you know and figuring out what success really means for Fente what it means for me you know instead of having it so externalized you know and yeah that's what I've just been focusing on and ever since I did that I made that promise and commitment to myself creatively I think I'm making the best music that I'm making so far. not that I don't like my EP like it was it's my baby you know it's my first project properly and everything but also because I went into the industry side of music and mu making music are just two different spaces you know very much two different spaces um, so experiencing the industry part for the first time and being an artist without a label as well was really interesting to say the least yeah it was really interesting um also experiencing media and seeing how much in south africa well also like i guess overall media has such a big plays such a big role in how they how we view artists as well and how much um, attention artists get as well in terms of your traditional media platforms like radio and yeah yeah radio mtv vibes yeah and stuff like that so really like experiencing the industry in south africa in terms of music was it was an experience and i had to experience i had to learn from it i had to see there were moments where i felt very powerless as well because of in the beginning now i don't like now i'm just like <laughs> i got this <laughs> Um, because of the sound that I was creating in South, that I am creating in South Africa um, and the audience and also just like hmm, there were moments where I'm just like maybe I should just do Yanos like maybe I should just do <laughs> this you know and everything and I was just like hmm, um, no I'm not gonna do that I'm just not gonna do that I'm just gonna like stick to my truth stick to my authenticity stick to my vulnerability because those are my values and my integrity um and allow that to lead because i will be successful if i allow that to lead instead of sort of compromising myself to fit a specific mold of what they expect an artist to be you know and the greatest artists that we know are creative geniuses that took risks you know i love kanye i love kanye <laughs> despite his um, moments. I love Kanye. I love Solange. I love Billie Eilish, and they they are 
people for me that I look up to who have taken risks, who have been like, you know what, I'm just going to do my own thing and are quite successful in what they do. So I was just like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to budge. I'm, yes, I'm very like teachable. I consider myself very teachable. I'm always open to learning and trying things out and listening to what my PR has to say. And you know what I mean? And trusting my team as well, you know, to do what they need to do instead of being like, okay, no, my way is the highway. I have this and this and that. But obviously if something is very much off, that is genuine, is not sitting well with my, trusting my intuition has also been very important for me this past year. Um, shout out to her. <laughs> if something is not feeling right, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. If something is compromising, I think also just navigating the idea that, okay, I am considered an up and coming artist in the 3D, in this world, but in my space, in my head, I'm already an established artist, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, I have put myself as that because that's what I see myself as that. And that's what I'm worthy of and deserving of. So I affirm myself as that, you know? Um, um, but to others, I'm still an up and coming artist. So I need to earn my way up or something like that. Um, it's just been, yeah, it's just been in interesting to say the least, just navigating that, navigating that space, things that I'm willing to do. A lot of people will just, because you are an up and coming artist, as well expect you to do a lot of things for exposure and for um for free um but i don't think people understand as well how much like blood sweat money you put into creating a project especially as an independent artist without a label mm -hmm. <laughs> and then a lot of people wanting you to do things for them and everything for free and everything and yes there are moments where i'm just like yes depending on how good the project looks and how appealing and how well organized it is and everything and if it makes sense for me if it aligns with my brand and who i am yes i'll do it but then a lot of people get upset when i turn things down because i'm just like i, I don't want to do it you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, i just i just don't feel like that makes sense for my brand you are allowed to set a standard for yourself even as an up and coming artist you don't have to take everything that everyone tells you to take mm -hmm. just because you need to earn your way up you know but obviously i do make sure that at every performance and every gig or anything that I, opportunity that i'm given i'm giving my 100 percent. whether there's 12 people there whether there's a thousand people there you know i will perform like i'm i've filled up the fnb stadium or i will show up in the best way possible for me you know um yeah i love that love yeah that. i love the fact that you you affirm yourself in these spaces and you affirm yourself in the way you see yourself and you mentioned such a, a really powerful point of how you're just accepting things like following your intuition and you know going with things that put into your way mm. you know you kind of mentioned how like you love how Kanye West is just a really astounding artist someone who just does what he wants to do mm. and I think that's what you're doing like you're following your intuition you know what's good for you so mm. sometimes working with other people are not going to align with your brand like you said mm. that's okay because at the end of the day you know where you're going to and you know how you're going to get there so mm. no one else is going to know that but you exactly it's powerful it's yeah. really powerful so yeah. when did you kind of start doing music like taking it seriously mm. um, I think it was at 
towards the end of my first year in varsity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know, don't know, like we just discussed before the podcast started. Um, I am an architecture student, about to do my final year of undergrad next year. And that year I realized, because I think most of my life mm-hmm. I was just doing what everyone told me or expected me to do. I'm an only child, so there's a lot of pressure to just be perfect you know um i was really smart i am really smart um but also incredibly creative um but because i also come from a traditional black household my the creative side wasn't really encouraged also because i think my mom specifically had a lot of fears that i'd end up like a drug addict (laughs) (laughs) it's always the case case. yes creativity (laughs) equals drugs (laughs) um or anything like that or that i'd have to sort of um look a certain way um you know i was chubby growing up and everything and also you know the the pressure that a lot of female black female artists in general have to look a certain way to fit a specific look of being a singer or a rapper you know we have to look like Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce and everything which is slowly but surely becoming outdated as well um, based on the times that we're in right now so I think my mom also had that thing that like you know you're gonna put so much pressure on yourself to be this thing you're gonna be so unhappy you're gonna do drugs you know <laughs> um and i was like, like really smart you know top five in class all of that stuff so she was just like do medicine <laughs> so for the longest time i was like you know what i'm just gonna do school um i think that i started having a lot of um conflict with doing the um the traditional path or the uh, most taken path uh, biometric I was already struggling I was already feeling a big disconnect with my self when like I when I had would just like was thinking about my future I was not really satisfied it was a long yearning I don't know if it was would if you'd say it was for my soul or for my true self that was just yearning for something different and something more but then I decided okay I'm just going to do architecture because it's it's a good balance between um, being like academics and creative. Well, that's what I thought. Um, then I did it first year. First year I was going through it. <laughs> it was a lot. And then I was just like, and also a lot happened in my first year. I was in my first year. Towards the end, I lost my brother, my half brother. We're the same age. Uh, he's just born two months after me. Uh, very tragically and he was also doing music like he took it seriously and he'd always be like why aren't you taking it seriously you're so good you are so good um you know i was by that time i was playing marimba i had just started um playing bass um you know i was just playing around recording at home you know on garage band and everything and he's just like dude you're so good like why don't you just give it a shot and I was like nah whatever you you do the music stuff I'll do the smart stuff you know what I mean um, and then he passed away and then I felt it very important I think it was one of my catalysts to really start taking it seriously you know I feel him so much when I'm making music as well so much you know um, yeah so that's when I decided okay 
I think also because I had doubts as well because of the sounds that I was very much trying to create. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really difficult finding producers or beat makers, as if I must put it that way, who could work with me mm-hmm. as well because I was not your typical Elaine R&B um, singer or star with that typical R&B sound or a, tra- a trap sound. I'm not a trap artist. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yes, I'm dabbling here and there <laughs> now, but like... Um, I'm not I wasn't that classic template of what your classic R&B star sounds like or looks like you know very experimental very a lot more alternative as well with my sound Um, a lot more room to play Mm -hmm. as well so finding people to work with was a bit difficult in the beginning Um, I think right now I think I've reached a place only now where I've kind of settled into like a team of people that I genuinely work with on a daily basis you know in terms of creating my music and everything um so that there was a lot of stuff that I had to just do on my own and learn on my own do my own research watch a lot of YouTube videos of how to sound like this and make it you know what I mean and also I layer my vocals heavily uh, because I did choir in high school Whoa. throughout the whole of high school yeah basically and our my choir instructor was the same is the same dude Rolf Schmidt hi there um, <laughs> uh, for the Androve Youth Choir the one who won I think they won Expecta America or they came second place Whoa. like two years ago was it yeah two years ago roughly okay. yeah same dude amazing amazing guy pushed us to the limits okay um, but I have learned so much from the ex- that experience in terms of how to layer my vocals and how to do certain things. And so I do that a lot. So I just mainly focused on like what I could do in terms of production. And then the rest, I'm also very much, very much a perfectionist. Even like you'll ask anyone that I'm working with now, yeah. um, they'll be like, you're offensive. <laughs> this is fine. Let's just take it out. You know, I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is not okay. I hear my my ears really good. Like yeah. my musical ears really. I didn't study music, but I can hear things. Like mm-hmm. I hear things, you know. And they're always just like, "Dude, I studied music for like seven years, and you're telling me that this is off, and it is actually off. Just crazy." And I every time I sort of like go on this journey, I just realize how more and more it was just for me. I was just made for this. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. That's my story when it comes to how it all started. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, like, you mentioned something interesting about, like, how you have a team, right? Mm. So when it comes to making songs, Mm -hmm. do you kind of make your team come up with the beat and they give it to you and then you kind of figure out how you're going to put your vocals on the beat or do you kind of think of the beat and then you kind of tell the person, this is what I'm trying to make? Yes. So usually it's the second one. Uh Um... And that was very difficult in the beginning, especially making the EP, because I had already, I have a vision of how I write the song, and then I have a vision of how I, I would like it to sound, and it doesn't have to sound exactly the same, yeah. but having to translate what's in here to other people, previously was difficult. I think now that I've just been working with um, people a lot more, it's easier mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I want this chord. You know, they start with this corporate progression and then we'll build up. And then also also playing bass has helped me a lot because I can figure out stuff on my own, even like on Logic, because I have Logic as well. So I'll play around at home and I'll be like, okay, this is kind of the vibe that I'm going for, but let's sit down and me and OT 
um, we'll sit down because yeah. he plays piano and everything and we'll try to figure out what we want as chords then I'll be like actually I don't want piano I think I want a guitar then I'll call in someone like Shinoa um, who worked on Good Goodbye with me mm-hmm. and I'll be like okay this is what I want. I kind of want, and then OT sits with him, yeah. and we'll work with it because then he's more musically inclined, <laughs> like yeah. in terms of what to say. Because I don't know what to say, you know. He'll be like, "Yeah, no, it's F sharp," and I'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, what he said. It sounds right, yeah, and everything." Um, but yeah, usually I hear something, and then we try transcribe it, mm-hmm. and then. But now I've also been just work because I a lot of people. Well, the team that I'm working with has have kind of like figured out, okay, Fenty likes this, you know, mm-hmm. so let's try make beats for her based on her, what she likes. So they've okay. been making beats for me, be like, okay, I don't know if you like this, like that, like that. And what I do is that I either work on the beat that they give me or take it, the stems and cut them, chop them up the yeah. way I like them or add stuff and be like, okay, I think we should add a synth here mm-hmm. or a bass here this there this there and then yeah the magic happens so yeah it has been a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. in terms of that that has literally been like my number one struggle in terms of making music is i usually struggle getting a beat then i would prefer writing first and mm-hmm. then the beat comes after but right now i think i've just been focused on refining my art of storytelling a mm. lot more you know really been listening to a lot of tyler the creator my fave and just refining the way i tell stories a lot more and just having a lot more play with that and words and enunciations and how i say things and my harmonies and my vocals and just really playing around with different sounds as well i've haven't been restricting myself too much of like okay i'm super alternative i'm gonna sound like solange i've been playing around also with like your classic r&b sound like your summer walker and your elaine and also uh, a bit of trap here and there like i've been collaborating with a lot of people so yeah yeah, a lot lately a lot with my boys yeah it's just been a lot of fun just learning i'm just very much in a space of I'm open to learning. I'm open to collaborating. I'm learning. I think I grow better or a lot more quicker when I'm working with people versus when I'm working in isolation. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where I'm just like, okay, I just need to be alone to just do my own thing right now or figure this thing out for a period of time. Then I'm open to sort of working with other people. So, but right now I'm in that space of like I'm just working and making stuff with a lot of people. So that's just been a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. I think I would like to like, but with the, the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. um, perform a lot more. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I'm just yearning for and craving for. But I'm just yeah. like, you know what? The timing will come when it comes. Like, I'm very much not pressed about that right now. I'm just creating, you yeah. know, and allowing divine to flow through me and use me as a vessel. And that's literally all that I want and all that I could ask for. So, yeah. That's powerful. And I mean, like, I've seen some of your performances, I'm, I must commend you, like, it was really good, um, your performance on The Good Morning Show. Oh, yes, like, thank I you really so much. And also, like, your music video, 
that was kind of set up in a way that was a live performance, but it was actually a music video. Oh yeah. Did, did you do the art direction for it? For yes. So, oh wait, for Good Goodbye or for which music video? I'm getting. But I think it was Good Goodbye. Good Goodbye does not. Where that been video. performing in the garden, or was that was that for Leeds? I was performing in the garden. Yeah. Like it is like um like. It's a pink. No, 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 no. Background like pink. Like in a green. Like oh, oh, okay. That the was like for. And you had shades on. Oh, 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 oh! Yes, yes. That was a project by Escopia, one of my friends, Ofente. Yeah. Um, has a. I wouldn't say. What would you call it? A platform. Yes. Mm-hmm. Called Escopia. And he reached out and he was like, hey, I would like to do like a visual live performance of you for Good Goodbye or whatever. Would you be down? Yada, yada. I was like, okay, cool. Like, dope. Let's let's work. Let's see what we make and everything. And yeah, that's what happened. I just styled the thing. He did the visual direction and everything and picked the location. So that's just, I just showed up. Yeah. No, it wasn't a music video. It was just like a live performance of Good Goodbye and stuff. So... That was really nice. It was a beautiful experience. I think the only thing is I would have, uh, because we shot outside, I would have done the vocals differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But it's I le- I'm learning as I go, so I'm also just a, a lot more um, accepting of mm-hmm. just things. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just taking note, you know what I mean, as I go along that, okay, cool. This would have been better if I did this. Whatever, yeah. You know, so not being so hard on myself anymore okay. but yeah but I mean like your vocals delivered on the morning like yes 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 that was also it was studio and have different equipment yeah. and everything and so it's different setting different requirements um, for vocals and audio and everything so especially because I've, I've been learning a lot about that especially because um, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm one of the co-founders for Red Room Rehearsals. Whoa. Um, and I've just been a lot more silent about it because I wanted my, the forefront to be me as an artist and not me as a creative director, program, man, um, the program director of a specific platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to like, confuse, <laughs> confuse the masses. I just wanted to sort of put my focus on this, put my baby... Uh, is Red Room Rehearsals and we've been working with so many amazing artists right now mm-hmm. um, it was a way of me putting my archi- what I've been learning in architecture and what I've been learning in music in one space so it's just been um, a very exciting project to work on very mm-hmm. um, time consuming because of how we want to deliver it as well because we're not just like shooting you in a space and you're just performing we work with the artist to create a space with you you know mm-hmm. we spit like we customize a space with you we customize your your styling as well you work with stylists from Nero Serretti mm-hmm. from because we're trying to feed in creatives to also network with each other whether it's stylists whether it's in studios whether it's like spaces whether it's yeah like we have a really big vision for the platform so right now we've worked I don't know if you know Mani Badu, mm. yeah, we worked with Mani Badu, uh, Marsh mm. Cindy, uh, Wolf is Dead, mm. and it's just been so beautiful just watching it, watching us create something that they have sort of dreamed about or that we work creatively to create, like a set, yeah. you know, uh, it's just, it's 
it's been amazing doing that time consuming as well because like we're self-funded and having to sort of figure that out um but still trying to release quality content yeah. you know um and also taking our time i think in the beginning we said we were so hard on ourselves to like okay we need to deliver this by this time blah, 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 blah. but also just reminding ourselves like we're self-funded we can only do this much yeah. you know um uh, and also we also want to live comfortably i don't want to be struggling that much because i'm trying to invest everything in one project yeah. you know i still also want to be able to do my hair yeah. <laughs> and go to yoga and do this yeah. <laughs> you know take care of myself and live my life while doing this yeah. so the first episode is coming out today um uh, well for this season uh-huh. um and it's marsh bits in the and i'm like, really excited to see uh, what everyone thinks you know what we've delivered and just uh-huh. continue growing that baby as well while i it's amazing. It must be really fulfilling knowing that you've worked with so many of these people, especially like an artist like Marshall Cindy, mm. where you're able to kind of hear her vision of how she wants artistically to look and you bring that to life for her. Yes, it has been. It has been. I think the only issue that I, would, I was having was, I think, an identity thing. Mm-hmm. Was that how can you be like your... An aspiring artist and you want these and these are your goals and you want to be performing at Coachella blah, 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 but you're busy here doing this you know and creating sets for other artists it was an ego thing though like you know what I mean yeah. um, my ego was speaking a lot louder and also I think we live in a space sometimes where you like you can only do one thing creatively at a time where they're like okay you can only do this mm-hmm. you know if you say you're an artist you need to perfect this craft and only do this and let that be your thing and then maybe when you're Rihanna you can start doing other things but I'm just like no like if I want to do other things and I can see that I'm I could be really successful at doing it why not why do I have to wait until I'm at the point where I'm Rihanna or Solange to do other things other creative projects or express myself in different ways creatively yes music is my number one forefront right now but I want to be able to express myself creatively because I am a creative genius and I would like that to show now and not only later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but now I'm pretty I'm pretty chilled. I just I'm just loving my journey yeah. thus far. And there's so much beauty in being multifaceted, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. I mean, you never know what's gonna come out of you because I mean the way I'm interpreting and seeing is like the, the red room, right? You kind of serving other people. Yes. And by you serving other people, you never know what other doors are going to open up that are going to link back to your music. Exactly. This wider connections. Exactly. And also I get to... Because I've always dreamed or I have a vision board of all the sets that I would like to perform in. Like I design little sets for myself and spaces that I'd like to perform in and museums that I'd like to perform in and galleries and spaces that are just fashion shows and how i'd like it to look like and i fill that vision board up and i'm just like you know what i enjoy creating these spaces for other people mm-hmm. as i get or get to that point where i am performing in these spaces yeah. as well so i don't want to wait for my manifestation to happen for me to start enjoying moments like that you know i'd rather have moments like that now mm-hmm. and when the manifestation comes of the bigger stuff 
it comes but I was already enjoying these small moments you know in between I'm already happy in these small moments and having my moments of bliss now instead of waiting to be happy later I, I don't want that I don't want my whole life to pass by chasing after a specific very specific goal of where I want to be yes I, it, it's still there but I'm also gonna enjoy my little wins here and my creating these spaces now and you know so that's where I'm at as well really just enjoying where I'm at really savoring every part of my journey because it's so unique to me and I could die tomorrow <laughs> as well you know touch wood yes <laughs> literally um, but I don't ever want to be in a space where I'm just waiting always waiting for something to happen or this big thing to happen for me to be happy or for me to be like I'm fulfilled you know experience what I wanted to be yes it's there yes it's a motivator as well yes it's like it helps me while I'm working to just visualize oh I'm there sitting with um Trevor Noah at an interview <laughs> but these moments I've always wanted to be on a podcast uh-huh. uh, specifically Jay Shetty I love Jay Shetty uh, on purpose yes on purpose I love on purpose but this I manifested this moment because it's like one small win to there but it's mm. also an important moment for me right now yeah. you know um, so yeah that's just Mm-hmm. hearing you describe all these things and how you want your sets to look like I can really just tell like at heart you're a visionary mm-hmm. and it's it's really amazing to see how you have that foundation now because you're, you're architecture and going to be next year um, how you're going to be able to apply those those tools because I feel like every architecture has a foundation because they're able to creatively have an idea mm-hmm. but then they have the practical skill set and yes. tools to bring into life. So it's really cool that you're going to be able to have both those those tools. Exactly. So yeah, very fortunate. I think like I said, music the universe has a very mysterious way of working things out, you know, and just conspiring these cooperative components that are mm. a part of your journey. And in the beginning, because when I started architecture it was mainly because I was compromising but like now I'm just like I'm glad (laughs) you know what I mean I'm glad I made that compromise myself because now I have an extra tool that actually adds on to my creative expression um, and I can get to do more just beyond the fact that I'm this brilliant musician as well I I get to give more as well of myself and in different ways you know if I do get to a point where I'm just like I don't really want to do music like that anymore like the way Rihanna just took seven years off or whatever (laughs) and did Savage I get to also explore other realms of my creativity and not just be subjected to one I think we're such complex beings and I've just surrendered to the idea that I'm so complex and there's so many layers of me like an onion so many layers and yeah <laughs> bars <laughs> um um yeah there's so many layers and i'm so complex why would i want to be a singular expression of myself mm. doesn't make sense but yeah yeah y'all be safe though <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like, you gotta like think of yourself as an infinite being you know? mm. when you think about that like you understand that you have infinite realities every day you know you were mentioning a couple of moments ago how like you know, you don't want to live your life with regret, you know, because mm. like you said, we could, you know, go tomorrow and touch with it here. Mm. But like, that's something I ask myself every day when I wake up in the morning. If today was my last day on earth, how would I spend it? 
Mm. And through asking myself that question, I really know, okay, these are my priorities and this is this is important, this is what's real, mm. you know? Because sometimes we spend our lives focusing on things that are vain or, you know, superficial. <coughs> exactly. When in exactly. reality, they don't really matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is very true. Yeah. So, like, 2020 came, you know, we all went into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like you were kind of forced now to really tap into music yes yeah no that was i was thrusted into it <laughs> my spirit guys were like you are doing this now <laughs> literally um yeah i think it was i found the pandemic and covid like such a blessing for me in so many ways like i've just been also one of those lucky people who it hasn't really affected my family that much you know i didn't i haven't lost um my parents to covid or anything like that I've just been really blessed um, but it was also a time where I'm just like where I was like you need to get your shit together like you need to stop just floating in space and assert yourself in space you know because um, also that's that's the thing about like divine feminine energy it's so vast and so infinite and um, but when you balance it with your masculine energy Masculine energy is more assertive, you know, like I need to do this, 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 this. So it was just about balancing that and being honoring my divine femininity um, and still having the balance of my divine masculine being like, okay, cool, girl, let's write out your plan. Let's get this down. What do you what do you want? And I there was a month that I just asked myself and meditated and I was just like, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And I just allowed myself to just listen and i had that space and i had that time because now we're all at home we're in lockdown and everything and then the answers started flowing and yes there was a lot of resistance with like my old self and patterns and habits and thoughts of ways of thinking also like fears um even still today there are a lot of things that i'm fears that i'm sort of working through on a daily basis i think everyone has fears that they're working through on a daily basis and just learning to befriend my fears and my emotions and sit with them and being like hey today i'm high fear we're gonna chill and we're gonna deal with you you know i'm not gonna ignore you i'm not gonna avoid you i'm just gonna work with you to get to what my highest self or my true self so that's when i think i actively started to be more conscious about okay how i wanted to assert myself in the world and the type of creative i wanted to be or the type of architect i wanted to be as well um instead of just going with whatever i was expected to do as well because i was so unfulfilled i was i think i had a spiritual depression in 2020 like around june um they call it dark night of the soul i think that's when my dark night of the soul moment well, you basically it's a spiritual depression so okay. you feel super withdrawn from life from everything it feels as if everything is sort of against you mm-hmm. your mind is just not cooperating with anything i was super super anxious all the time um but and all the traditional forms of therapy of things were just not working like going to therapy things that the list that you go through to help with depression were just not working so I was just like, I need to approach this dif- differently. And that's when I started diving deeper into my spiritual side, I guess. I think it's always just been there. I think it just was activated by that moment. And 
as I went deeper into like learning about the dark night of the soul, it's something you're tra- it usually happens when either a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. like losing a parent or someone close to you, or your soul just does it for you. Like it's like, mm, it's time, you need to go on this. Like, yep, <laughs> you know, your soul does it for me. And I personally feel, because at that time it's not like I lost anyone, I think my soul was like, yep it's time like you're going through this and i know you're gonna hate me for it but you will love me for it later you signed up for this like you were saying um before the podcast um i signed up for it and i didn't take it gracefully beginning in the beginning obviously because it was so difficult um but now i'm very much in a space where i'm living my purpose as much as i can every single day I am allowing divine energy to just flow through me and use me. I, my mind and heart connection is, is amazing. Like I, I fe- I'm feeling a lot more connected. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot more connected to everything, to every experience, even just eating, drinking, walking, breathing, living, being a divine source of love and light. Like just a lot more like i'm on not that i was ever on the wrong path but along like my path home um has been like there's been a light now i'm walking with the lights instead of walking without a light you know what i mean i'm tripping on things (laughs) and everything i'm just like this is terrible now i'm like okay i have my light with me i have my walking stick i have a backpack full with food i have company great company so yeah it's just making my path a lot more he said yes there are days where they're a lot more difficult and also just making decisions that align with me you lose a lot of people as well when you decide to be authentic to yourself you do lose a lot of people and that sucks in the beginning Mm -hmm. but you also realize that you know everything was just for you and never against you Mm -hmm. Um, and the quicker I got myself out of that mindset that Mm -hmm. like oh my god I'm alone I'm doing this on my own nothing's working out, why me, na na na, the easier it was for me to get out of my own way and allow things to just happen for me. So, yeah, that's what 2020 taught me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of the term pronoia? Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. My friend actually has a EP called Pronoia, uh-huh. but I don't know what it means. It's basically the, the opposite of paranoia. So it's the belief that everything that's happened to you is happening in your favor so like mm. the universe is conspiring nothing but great things mm. now i know what it means yeah okay. i just thought that was really interesting like how you were explaining how when you go on this journey towards becoming yourself like mm. your true self you in the beginning you know it's ego you mm. think that everything's happening to you and like why is this happening to me and like mm. why does this happen now but like when you flip the switch you start believe that everything's happening for you mm. you know everything starts to change you start to view life from a different lens mm. definitely yeah it is about perspective shift and just i think living in gratitude on a daily basis has really just helped me push through mm-hmm. those days the more bad days because bad and good are so not real it's all relative to your experience whether something is bad or good um just gratitude living in gratitude has just been so important like being grateful for my breath the sleep that i get the bed that i sleep on my friends my 
the sun is out just for me every single day <laughs> you know what I mean um, and I'm just those little things just help you just stay on course or me stay on course and just be a lot more optimistic on my day to day like on a day to day I'm a very positive person and very optimistic and I think gratitude it has been my attitude and it's just been helping me also receive a lot more you know when you have a grateful heart the universe just wants to give you so much so so much because they, it just knows that this one you value it, like all the small things all the small miracles like mm. i get to have coffee when i wake up in the morning you know mm. i get to have food and fruit you know there are so many people who would die to be in my position mm. you know and i'm just very grateful for that and not losing sight of what i have now even though i'm working towards this big dream <laughs> and stuff so yeah that's been a very important part of my day today routine it's just being grateful that's really good mm. um, would you say that uh, the get it together EP mm-hmm. was kind of in a way you shedding just like you mentioned earlier about the dark was the dark soul the dark night of the soul the dark night of the soul was it in a way you shedding this state yes and just releasing definitely Definitely. I think, now that you mention it, yeah, I never really thought of it, of it in that sense. Because mainly, I think Get It Together was more about that. Mm-hmm. And I was having a lot of, I was hitting a lot of bumps when it comes to my romantic relationships. You know, I was attracting a lot of weird situations, very unfulfilling unwholesome relationships and I was just like what the fuck (laughs) you know it was just important for me to just take a step back and just review what is happening I mean I did a lot of therapy to also just figure out what's happening Mm -hmm. and also just meditating a lot and also just writing down like my doing a lot of shadow work as well to figure out like what is actually happening why do I keep attracting these similar patterns behaviors whatever Mm -hmm. why do I always you know but it was just important for me to get to where I am I, I don't like regret anything I went through I take the lessons and I leave the story behind you know it needed to happen I'm here now you know um, but yeah that was mainly what it was focused about and also um, yeah just shedding and working through the dark night of the soul and doing my shadow work and that was just me just releasing this old stuff and really just initiating having an initiation of my new self like okay cool this is what's happened this is who i was this is how i define myself as at that time and it worked for me then but it doesn't work for me now and it's now i'm just i'm in a new space i'm accepting the call yeah god was calling i just answered yeah yeah ring ring so yeah i think yeah there's many about that so I mean I listened to that album really amazing project thank you I'm so hard on myself I'm just like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really loved um, the drive home and leaves mm-hmm. and good goodbye mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm quite weird when I listen to music I listen to sonics first mm-hmm. so that's how I can really tell it's a good indication of it's okay. going to be a good project oh, okay. then I listen to it again then I put in the lyrics oh, okay then, same yeah. that's me as well I really listen to Sonics, and I remember that more 
everyone asks me because I'm so bad at lyrics yeah. so terrible <laughs> all my friends are just like because especially cause I was listening to a lot of uh, like Isaiah Rashad's uh, The House Is Burning yeah. and I remember every like beat and drop and like the instruments and everything yeah. I could literally spit bars there yeah. but when it comes to the lyrics I'm just like like oh. yeah no but literally I'm always mumbling and they're like oh my god please it's like just learn the words and I'm like I'm sorry I'm so bad with words but yes for me sonics catch me first yeah. in a song as well and then the lyrics just come after yeah especially yeah. like with the drive home like it really just put me like in this world like mm. kind of felt like you're in this indie film like that's what I picture when I listen to that song oh. like oh. What, what were you trying to make people feel when, when you make that song Home. Um, I think it was it was very much like defeat mm-hmm. and this you know change is always difficult because it's like you have to get out of your comfort zone and I say in the song the drive home was empty you know mm-hmm. I I want to touch your hair I want to I want you to just be here because I'm used to that. I'm comfortable in that space. But now it's it's empty like I'm driving home alone now, you know. Um so accepting that change and accepting this new reality that I am presented with now that has been forced upon me. Basically, oh, that's how it felt in that moment. Um it was difficult. I felt defeated. I felt like, oh, okay, cool. Vibes, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's the energy that I was attempting to travel, I mean, to channel um, in that song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of also kind of complements, I feel like, the whole feel of the, the project. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I got from when I listened to it, like, feelings of just, like, pain, mm-hmm. pain, loss, kind of losing yourself because of being with another person, kind of lose mm. yourself and you forget who you are mm. and a lot of vulnerability that's something I must commend you on like, mm. it takes takes courage to be authentic you know, you know, to be vulnerable mm. this is how we think and show that to the world mm. it is and I think if I've also just learned in my journey so far that if I was a lot more vulnerable mm-hmm. a lot earlier I would have also just avoided a lot of stuff you know, I think a lot of us are just so scared to be vulnerable because we're scared of change or we're scared of being perceived a certain way or anything. But even right now with all my relationships, I'm just so vulnerable because that's a value that I uphold now, like moving forward. Like, I don't care. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be authentic in who I am because a lot of bullshit just gets cut out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of us are just so scared to be vulnerable because we're so scared that you know, this is going to be perceived like this, this person is going to just bounce, this person is going to, it's going to make them feel uncomfortable, or that I'm being too needy, or I'm being I'm too soft, or, you know, whatever. But I don't move like that anymore. It's just not who I am. I don't like sitting in that space. I don't like sitting in that energy. Um, yeah, man. And it's just been working for me so far, so yeah. kudos to that. <laughs> it's a good space to be in. You should read this book um, by... Miguel Don Ruiz. I don't know if you read it, The Four Agreements. I've heard of it. Yeah. I just haven't read so it. So like one one of the third agreements is not taking things personally. Mm. So you don't take things personally. Mm. You're not ashamed to this is me. If you like me, you don't. If you don't Exactly. Cool. 
Exactly. Number one, how can someone else who does? Yes. You know what I mean? And I think we're all just also, we have these attachments to things and people mm-hmm. and outcomes and all suffering is rooted in attachment, which I learn on a daily basis. <laughs> um, so obviously we have this attachment to like this person, this, this place, this thing, mm-hmm. and this outcome, especially if that's something I've been working on is my attachment to outcomes. Um, because they start running your life so much. You live on autopilot so much because of these attachments. And if you're not conscious or aware of them, they will literally run your life. So I've just been a lot more aware and a lot more conscious of that. Also with my routine, I meditate on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yoga, yoga is an embodiment of my prayers. That's how I feel. Um, And yeah, man reading being knowledge knowledge is a precursor to change so yeah just taking care of yourself like everyone should just take care of themselves <laughs> like yeah um like like i said to you before i've been focusing on wellness versus pushing purpose because sometimes oh well for me i find that i get lost so much in pushing or chasing purpose that i forget to actually just take care of myself and as i take care of myself i'm more clear about my purpose i'm more clear about what i'm trying to um, achieve and give and receive once you also are um, taking care of yourself on a daily basis and it's daily work you don't just do it once you don't go on a retreat for seven days and you say I'm done for the year it doesn't work like that <laughs> like you know it doesn't work like that and a lot of people like okay I'll go on vacation but you're stressing out the whole year and you're like you know you get to vacation and you're like okay cool like have seven days of vacation for this year but i'm just gonna stress out the whole year i'm just not gonna take care of myself the whole year i'm only gonna take care of myself on my seven days of vacation it's not the way to live like take care of yourselves guys like it's just so important and then you show up as your best self when you're taking care of yourself when you're really just looking after yourself you show up as your best self and it's so much more easier to flow into what you're supposed to be doing when you're taking care of yourself (laughs) so and i think that's a lot um the world makes us forget as well like it's important that i found that like to set reminders every single day like on my phone on my when i'm brushing my teeth and everything to just remind myself just to take care of myself and just of who i am because we are set up to forget everything is just moving so fast like even with social media there's a new trend there's a new this there's a new um um crisis there's a new this every single day so it's just important to remind yourself on a daily basis like have i been drinking my water have i i don't know if you believe in praying or meditating whatever have i been doing that am i am i you know what i mean am i being true to myself and my feelings in this moment just reminding yourself on a day-to-day basis so that you can show up as your best self and fulfill your purpose as your best self without compromising your well-being like you don't need to do that so, and I also made a promise to myself that I, I just don't want to be one of those um, amazing artists who are drug addicts. <laughs> like my mom, I, don't, I didn't want to like live up to that expectation that my mom had. So I said, you need to take care of yourself or else this might happen. But yeah. yeah I love that. I'm, I'm glad that she mentioned taking care of yourself. I mean, self-care is really important. It's a form of self-love and mm. it's important in that. I'm glad that you mentioned that, that you know you practice meditation and yoga. Those are great tools in 
grounding yourself in the present moment in the now mm. gives a lot of clarity you know we in this world or society where the culture is not pushing purpose but like you don't want to be following the wrong purpose mm. and so meditation helps you with clarity you know mm. you don't want to live your life where you get to the end and you're like well i did all these things but i was doing the wrong thing mm. so yeah like, you were living on purpose but for someone else's purpose for other people so yeah. i think that would be even like so devastating that i was just doing this for everyone else yeah. it's all externalized and it's just so important to go inwards and really figure out and listen to that tiny voice mm-hmm. being like what do i want like what do i want mm-hmm. you know it's important to be selfish yes um i am uh, a generous person in general but i'm only as generous as i am like i'm only able to be super generous and super giving and kind because i'm taking care of myself because mm-hmm. i'm filling my own cup first i cannot give from an empty vessel i can't and a lot of people will be like ah oh, selfish is, is a bad word or it has a neg- negative connotation but there's nothing wrong with being selfish and just putting yourself first so that you can give or show up for others and show up for the world in a more whole way that you're not being you're not showing up in pieces you know yeah. so yeah it's important because like you mentioned earlier on some people spend their lives living in flight mode when you're living in flight mode you you constantly getting like urged to stress mm. you know and that's why a lot of people get caught up in this rat race I got to do exactly. this I got to achieve that yeah. but it's of the time I just do embody wellness you know you start to rewire the script and mm. maybe other new genetics yes yes, yes. I have I have it's a really interesting thing like mm-hmm. how your thoughts can change your gene structure literally I, do you follow Joe Dispenza yes I, I haven't I haven't yet but I've been listening I have his meditations I do them in the, in the morning in the evening yeah. combining with because I'm Vipassana trained I did Vipassana I started doing Vipassana meditation from 2018 wow. so you go every it's for free you learn for free how to do it um, there's a place close to Cape Town you go for 10 days it's a silent retreat you don't speak to nobody the whole uh-huh. time and you learn Vipassana so I'm Vipassana trained and then I decided to also add on um, Joe Dispenza's stuff in my routine and he his stuff is amazing it's amazing so she changed my life <laughs> I'm just I think I'm going to read Becoming Supernatural mm-hmm. in Jan because I'm finishing up Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk just to cover it I'm not sure if I like it that much but I'm I'm learning I'm trying not to judge I'm just like okay let me just yeah. read through it and finish it um, and see how I feel about it yeah. but yeah yeah oh, that's awesome I yeah. love the fact that you you practice and you you're very like keen just if you're learning yes because these things you Learn have to practice it. yes exactly at the end of the day like as much as we think that we are ruled by our subconscious mind mm-hmm. our unconscious mind mm-hmm. actually determines how we live our life mm. forms mm. our habits and exactly. you're not aware of your unconscious mind exactly so you always have you're... to practice embodiment and get present in the moment yes every single day though I like yeah I cannot emphasize that anymore like every single day it's important like it's so weird my granddad used to always say cleanliness is close to godliness all the time and I would always be like oh my god like <laughs> what does that even mean and it hit me the other day that like 
you know, as soon as you're done cleaning up a space, there's already dust that's accumulating. As soon as you're done, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's the same way I see my practices, my daily practices, is that I can't do them once a week or once in a month or once because as soon as you're done, you still you start accumulating dust, you know. It starts trailing with you. So it's important to clean out every single day yeah. that system. It's important to just do that work every single day in practice it's like driving if you don't drive you won't learn how to drive you know what I mean you won't, it, won't, it won't be muscle memory you know so now I get what he was saying at first I was like I don't know what that means but now it just hit me it's like you have to do this it's a con- it's, until you die literally it's going to be a part of your journey every day yes you'll switch it up here and there and you know switch up your routine so that you don't become bored and just it doesn't become monotonous like that's not what you want um but like it's important to just have daily practices that ground you that return you to home that you know yeah yeah that's awesome that's really cool Mm. it's like today's just been like another confirmation like when you're operating in a certain frequency and energy, you got to attract the right people in your life. Yes, definitely. Like, I think you learned so much today. Thanks, same, same. <laughs> That's all, folks. Episode's over. Thank you so much to Fence for, wow, honestly gracing us with her time, her energy, and just for being her. This episode was filled with so many nuggets of wisdom, so much love, and we genuinely are wishing you nothing but success, abundance, and prosperity for the years ahead. Stay tuned for the second installment of this episode. You definitely don't want to miss out. Man, oh man. Silver Toby's beats always just have me feeling zen. I'm just always kept to be in the present moment and I'm left feeling alive. If you're looking to hear more of his music, you can check him out on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. His artist handle is Uya Ray. And Sober Toby, you can check out his music discovery. It is honestly fire. I mean, you're hearing the beast now. The music speaks for itself. You can also check him out on social media. His handle is at Sober Toby, S-O-B-E-R-T-O-B-Y. He's an hilarious guy. Trust me. You know, it's so funny. I'm honestly so grateful to each and every single one of you who continue to listen to the podcast. We honestly love you. We would be nothing without you guys. I am going to ask you guys a huge favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications so that you can receive alerts where new episodes are out. And if this is your first time tuning into Golden Generation, Go check out our other episodes. There's a whole bunch of inspirational artists, entrepreneurs, and sports players that you can tap into to honestly get a lot of inspiration and fuel. And I think with that, we can get into our daily words of wisdom. 
stick into the tangent and the theme of this podcast is a really powerful quote that reads what a man thinketh so he is and just breaking down that quote it, it really just looks at the power of our thoughts you know our thoughts have the power to to transform our lives you know it, it really is an agreement that you're setting with yourself and you know words have power so you really just have to be aware of the conversation and the dialogue that you're having with yourself is it an empowering one or is it a disempowering one at the end of the day our mind can either be our biggest enemy or the biggest asset you choose which which direction your mind is going to be going towards is it going to be working for you or working against you remember see for what it is not for what you want it to be peace out <laughs>